just let me know. God is good? All the time? God is good. Amen. And welcome to New Life. I'm Pastor David Kufal, and we're so glad that you can join us this morning at here at New Life. I said that twice, and now to let you know where we're located. Because I have so many people say, where are you located? 1021 South Center Street in Wapiton, North Dakota. So if you're viewing from Florida, I'm sorry, we haven't figured out how to fold that map so you can just come on over um, for morning service. But if you live in the tri-state area around Wapiton, North Dakota, you know who you are. Why don't you come over and join us live? Um, and so we just want to praise the Lord for that. I am going to go out on a limb here. Uh, my director doesn't even know this. Starting next, next week, next Sunday, we will be bringing the whole service live to you on Facebook but you'll still only get the sermon on YouTube right now. And so, um, because my director likes to sing um, with the whole worship team, and she wouldn't be able to run back and forth to do YouTube. And so we're going to do YouTube for the sermon, and um, the rest on Facebook Live. And so, um, and there's a reason for that, and because it might have to be something in the future which I don't want to talk about right now, but I just wanted to give you a fair warning because I had so many positive, we accidentally turned on the camera at the beginning of service. In fact, we have so many viewers tune in just because they saw my wife. So I might put her on camera every week to get people to hear about Jesus. That, that'd be, you know, she'd be willing to do that. She likes to be the behind the scenes person. And so, um, praise the Lord. Well, we just want to praise you, Lord. Lord Jesus, we need encouragement from you today. Not because it's a dreary day today here in Wapiton, but Lord, because we just need encouragement from you to live for you, Lord. To do right, Lord. Because of the world we live in today. Um, and so we just praise you, Lord, for your word and how it's going to speak to us, Lord, and empower us to run to you, Lord, and to be blessed, and to be really, really blessed by you. And so, Lord, we thank you, Lord, because we always want to be running towards you, Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for your anointing this morning. I thank you, Lord, for helping me to preach this awesome word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Um, you know what? I need encouragement. And so do you. Right? Some of us have been through a lot this last year. In fact, uh, one of our favorite people in the whole wide world got to come to church, and she wasn't out of church because of COVID. She was out of church because of other things that was going on, other trials that were going on in her life. And today she got to come to church. And we're just going, praise the Lord. We almost said, forget about everything. We're just going to celebrate today. We're just going to celebrate Maryland Day. But then Maryland would have looked at it and said, I came here to celebrate Jesus. Amen? And so I'm, we need encouragement. Amen? It's easy. It's easy to get discouraged today. The world has gone nuts. Turn on the TV and you know what I'm talking about. Just turn on the news. I don't care if it's local news or cable news. 
The world has just gone nuts. My wife and I were watching local news last night, and it was like, oh, I, almost want, I almost shut it off. I didn't care even to watch the weather or to see how the bisons won because I had a, my son is getting, my oldest boy is getting married, so I couldn't watch the game yesterday. We had to be at the rehearsal. And so um, it was so good to come home and find out they won. Yes, we like the bison up here. But to watch the evening news, I almost turned it off. Because it's so hypocritical today. It really is. We're for this sin, but now we're celebrating this good thing that we this sin wants to cancel out. Oh, my words are so hypocritical. Stop it. But what do we expect from people who aren't saved? Amen? Am I judging them? No, because I, I don't know their heart. But my word, the news media, really, the way they report the news, you can't say you're saved. Now, the individual, they're just reading the monitor. Those people who are sitting there, they just read what's thrown up in their face. It's not like the old days where they would be throwing stuff up for Walter Cronkite, and if he didn't agree with it, he'd, he'd, talk, he'd just go off on his own. Right? That's why we all trusted him. And then find out he was so liberal and nobody knew that he was a real liberal. Because Walter just gave us the news. And that's, and how did he sign off? And that's the way it is. Or was, or however he said it. But I was too young to remember. I'm not deep, I was just a young kid when he was on. But we have Jesus as our Savior. And he tells us we are blessed. That right there should encourage us. Amen? So thank you, Jesus, for that. Thank you for encouraging us because we're saved. Just knowing that we have heaven to look forward to, that should encourage us. Just knowing that Jesus is going to get us through that trial, that should encourage us. Just knowing that the Holy Spirit is with us and He's guiding us and He's got the answers for us through the Word of God, that should encourage us. Come on. Man, I'm missing my amen corner. <clears throat> Donna G would have been going, amen! <laughs> I miss them. We do a lot of training of people at New Life, and then God takes them elsewhere. <laughs> well, if I can train some people to go, you know, and go out into the world and do for Jesus, why not? He's in charge. But let's look at Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. And let's start in verse 3. The word says, blessed. Oh, there you go. That actually encouraged you right there. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Why? For theirs is what? The kingdom of of heaven. I could bring my seven-year-old up here. He could quote this whole thing to us. Matthew 4. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Oh, somebody needed to hear that today. Verse 5. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. 
Verse 6 then that says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful. Why? For they shall obtain mercy. Um, did you hear that? Stop getting so triggered on Facebook. And where else do you hang out? Be merciful to the ones that are yelling at you in Facebook. It's easy to do when you're hiding behind a screen. Come on. Verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Ooh. How many here want to see God? Right? Verse 9. Oh, we did a whole study, a whole book written on verse 9. Blessed are, um, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Verse 10. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then verse 11 says, Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil things against you falsely for my sake. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Were you counting or paying attention? Were you counting or paying attention? How many times did Jesus wanted to bless you? How many times did he say blessed? Blessed are. Blessed are you. How many times did he say? He said it nine whole times. And we walk around as sad sacks. <clears throat> There's a reason why. For the Sermon on the Mount, this was his. This is just his introduction to the Sermon on the Mount. The whole Sermon on the Mount is chapter five, chapter six, and chapter seven, and he starts with telling you, "You're blessed," even though you might be going through a hard time. You're blessed because I'm in your life. You're blessed even if you're mourning. Why? Because I send the Holy Spirit to you to comfort you. <coughs> Nine times he tells us we're blessed. You know what? I'd rather be blessed by God than have all the worldly acclaim. L listen, where are we going to spend eternity? Is this where we're going to spend eternity? Huh. Man, if this is what heaven is like, forget it. Right? No, we're going to have an eternity with Christ. This is, our lifespan is just for a short time. You could be like Queen Elizabeth on this side of 100 years old, or you could be like the young kid who lost their life Life is fleeting. Life is short. Even if you reach a hundred. You might feel like you're ancient of days. 
But really, in God's time, you haven't even lived a day. What do you mean? Well, the Bible says, Peter says, with God, uh, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like one day. So think about it. You haven't even reached a day in God's timing. That's how fleeting life is. It's like t it's comparing your life to one little drop out of a, just a little drop of water into the ocean. That's how our life compares to eternity. And Jesus says, you're blessed. So why would I want to have the world to claim when I can have God's? Why would I want to have the world to claim when I can go ahead and say, man, I am blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed because Jesus is in my heart. I'm blessed because he's going to get me through this trial. I'm blessed because he's going to turn my mourning into joy. I'm blessed because I can be a peacemaker than fight with everybody. I'm blessed because I can have the Holy Spirit in my life. And to be right with God is truly to be blessed. Amen? We need to learn to rejoice and be glad. I, I, I'm, I'm going to read something and you're going to say, I'm going to read verse 11 and 12 and you say we're supposed to rejoice. Listen to 11 and 12. Blessed are you Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. And you're going, um, I'm supposed to be rejoicing and glad in that? Well, you haven't, you stop me from reading the rest of it. Come on now. What does verse 12 say? Rejoice. Wait a second. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you. Blessed are you when they attack you on Facebook, Instagram, or whatever, because of your faith. Blessed are you when they attack you because they disagree with, your, <laughs> with who you are. Isn't that what happens to Christians online? You stand up for life and they attack you. They come out of the woodwork. They're in the whole election. You Christians, all you care about is unborn babies. Yeah. But it's not the only thing we care about. We also care that our children aren't being sterilized. Hello? We also care about women's rights. Come on. But you stand up for what is right and you get attacked because you're wrong. Wait a second. Let me give you some encouragement now. In the last days, they will call evil good and good evil. That's one of the ways you can know that you're living in the last days, that Jesus is coming back soon. Can you praise the Lord that Jesus is coming back soon? My, this is going to be so cool. Some of us are not going to die the normal death. We're going to be changed in a twinkling in an eye. We're, we're not going to experience death like everybody else did. I mean, an angel's going to swoop behind you and you're going to go in the rapture. Whoosh. 
isn't that what Jesus says in Matthew 24? That's how it works. Angel swoops behind you and, and out you go. That's going to be cool. You don't have to buy a plane ticket. You don't have to board a helicopter. You don't have to get on a hang glider or a glider or anything. You're just going to go swooping through the air. And you're going to be going, whoa, this is cool. Look at me. And if you're scared of heights, you won't be scared of heights because you'll see Jesus. Huh? Can you imagine what that's going to be? Instead of falling, you're going upwards. You're defying gravity. You're just going, whoosh. And there's going to be a party awaiting us up there. Well, it's going to be the, 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 the supper of the bride and the bridegroom. Of course, there's going to be the time where all the saints get rewarded and all that. That's the judgment seat of Christ. You know, we're going to go through all that. It's going to be heaven. It's going to be wonderful. So when you get attacked on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you're at, <laughs> the Bible says rejoice. If you're being attacked because of your faith, because of who Jesus is in your life, the Bible says rejoice. He says again, blessed are you when, you're, when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. And that's happening today. It's gotten so ridiculous that one of the worst sinners on television is actually saying this is ridiculous. When Bill Maher, who's an atheist, is saying this is ridiculous, the cancel culture is ridiculous, you know we've gotten to a point where it is ridiculous. And if you don't know who Bill Maher is, that's okay, you don't need to go looking for him. <laughs> but he's just a vile atheist. But I stand up for his free speech. I'm not asking anybody to cancel him. He said, that's what's great about America. Is that Hal and I can disagree on stuff, something and still love each other. He could say sugar cookies are better than chocolate chip cookies, and I will say he's wrong, but he'll tell me, you're wrong, and we'll be just happy, and I'll still eat his sugar cookies because nobody brought chocolate chip. But that's what free speech is all about. But the church, I'm afraid, these days are coming. And Jesus said, don't be surprised that they hate you because they hated me first. They hated Jesus so much, they hung him on the cross. <laughs> they just didn't know they were falling into God's hands. It was God's plan all along that Jesus would die on that cross. That's why Jesus says, uh, Father, you know, um, can you take this cup from me? I really don't want to have the, the human part of him. I really don't want to go on that cross because it's going to hurt. But not my will, but yours be done. Because Jesus knew that was the plan all along, and Jesus volunteered so you and I could be saved. He loved us so much, and then, then it says... He counted it all joy. How do you get joy out of all that pain? Because he knew you were going to get blessed because you were going to get saved. He looked past his circumstance and saw you and saw that you came to know him. Isn't that awesome? 
So verse 12 says, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Ooh. Ooh. Wait, wait a second. They're persecuting me. They're reviling me because I'm taking a stand for Jesus. And God's going to reward that? Oh, cool. Wow. I, I can put up with it. And Jesus says, Rejoice and be glad. Do you know what the... Peter and John went up to the temple. Remember, do you remember this in Acts? And if you don't know, it's in, the chap, it's in the book of Acts. Read Acts. You'll enjoy it. And they go to the temple. And on the way to the temple, going up the stairs, they're going there to worship God and to preach. And they're walking up the stairs, and there's this beggar over here. And he's begging. Jesus had passed him many times going into the temple because he was brought there daily. And Peter says to him, Silver and gold do I have none. And he says, but what I have, I'll give to you freely. Arise and walk. And Peter heals the man right there. And he had been lame since birth. Okay? He goes into the temple shouting and jumping and leaping and praising God because he's completely healed. I mean, he didn't have to go through physical therapy, nothing. His legs were so strengthened. Wouldn't that be cool? So his legs were so strengthened, he, he just went in there just shouting and making a, a scene. <coughs> Allergies. <laughs> making a scene. And they go, what's this? And Peter goes ahead and preaches. The Sanhedrin, they get all upset. The priests get all upset. They're jealous. They're upset. They pull John and Peter in. And get this. They put them on trial. They tell them they can't preach about Jesus, and then they have them beaten. <laughs> now, here's, here, here's the kicker. They reviled them. They persecuted them. All because they took a stand for Jesus, and they healed somebody. Now, now that's the most frequently. They should have been happy that the man was healed. They've known Sam. It's been laying on the stairs all these years. Everybody takes care of Sam. They give him money so that he can have a living. Because he can't go out and work for himself. And Sam has been diligently praying for them all. Because that's what he says. Give me alms. And alms what it is. If you paid him, he prayed for you. And so they were all taking care of Sam all these years. I don't know if his name was Sam. <laughs> don't write me and say, Oh, how do you know his name was Sam? No, 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 no. Let's not go there. I'm just giving him a name. He could have been Bartholomew. Old Bart got sick. You know, anyway. So they beat him up. What does the Acts say? When they were leaving the temple, Peter and John, right? They were all happy. They rejoiced. They went back to the church saying, look what happened to us. We got beat up for Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, that's not the response you would think that, we sh that a person would have, would they? Me and Bo go someplace and we say something nice about Jesus and they beat us up. My word. And we come back all smiles and happy and go, praise God, hallelujah, we got beat up for Jesus, hallelujah. Look at our, our stripes on our back, oh, and the bruise. And look at, John's got a black eye for Jesus. Come on! That's not the response. And the church got so happy that they had a prayer meeting. And the place where they were praying was shook by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
All because they came back rejoicing. For great is your reward in heaven for... So they persecuted the prophets. This is nothing new, Jesus says. They persecuted the prophets. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. Right? It was so bad in Elijah's time, he thought he was the only one left, right? They persecuted the prophets who were before you. Wow. This is why it's harder today because we're getting closer and closer to Jesus' return. And the closer we get to Jesus' return, we're going to see verse 11 and 12 played out. It, it might be harder in these last days, but Jesus says, great is your reward. And we believe that there's going to be a great revival before the rapture happens. It might be harder to get people to understand what the Word of God is saying, but you keep doing it anyway. Because people will get saved. Because the whole, same Holy Spirit that got you saved is still working in the world today, and He will help get your friends saved, even though it might be harder to explain it to them. You know the difference today is? Than when most of us were young? When we were young, most people knew a somewhat what the Bible had to say. But today, there is a, the Bible said that in the last days there would become a famine. And it was not going to be the famine of food. There was going to be a famine of the Word of God. And that's why it's harder today because not only do you have to come against their objections, but you've got to explain to them that this truly is God's Word. You see, at one time in America, Everybody accepted this was God's word. And everybody accepted this was true. And it used to be, so you could stand up and say, the Bible says. And everybody would go, okay, the Bible says, okay. Until Oprah. Somebody got up and they were on one of her shows back in the day when she was on daily TV, the Oprah show. And they got up and said, the Bible says, and she said, oh, we don't want to hear about the, what the Bible says. That's not what this is all about. We don't want to hear it. And she comes across and says she's such a good Christian, but she doesn't want to know what the Bible says because she's not a Christian. She's a universalist. And too many people worship Oprah than they worship Jesus. <laughs> and the people in England are not liking her anymore. You see, Grandma trumps Oprah. <laughs> grandma trumps... You pick on Grandma, you're picking on me. And that's exactly what happened. Because in England, they, her show picked on Grandma. And Grandpa was in the hospital after having heart surgery. And you're attacking him too? And when Philip died, you know what the people of England said? We lost our grandfather. You don't pick on grandma and grandpa, right? My word, somebody starts picking on grandma and grandma, grandpa, I'll go with you to war. <laughs> Nobody picks on grandma and grandpa. That's why we're so happy Maryland's here today. Mm -hmm. 
We've got to remember the message of the cross still saves. What Jesus did on the cross still saves. That reality will become real to somebody if you just start telling them about Jesus and what he did for them on the cross and how he rose from the dead. And the Holy Spirit's job is to make it real. You don't have to worry about doing all the convincing. The Holy Spirit will make it real in their lives. So, let your light shine. This is where we should be putting all of our efforts today. This is where I'm going to finish up is with this. Verse 13 says, you are the salt of the earth. Hmm. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Right? Uh, all right. Yesterday, we're having the um, rehearsal dinner for my son's wedding. And so, Dad, can you grill? Well, I'd rather just take you all out, but okay, I'll, I'll grill. And so I had fun standing out there in the cold while everybody else was in the cabin and grilling. And that, you know what? It wasn't cold because I had the, the grill. So I'm over there flipping burgers. Where am I going? Oh, yeah. And then, then my, my today daughter-in-law, her sister comes out. Do you have the salt? No, I do not have the salt. In fact, I don't, I don't throw salt on the burgers while they cook. Why would you? But some people do that. Some people, when they're cooking steak, they will put salt on it to bring out the flavors. That's what salt does. It's a seasoning. It brings out flavor. It, it, it's also healing. Salt is used to, for healing, for cleansing, for preserving. Now, here's the thing that most people don't know. If you don't have Neosporin in the house and you cut yourself, you can take salt rub it into the wound and it will cauterize it but it's the worst thing to rub into your wound but however when you have that tooth that came out what did you make your kid wash their mouth out with warm salt water when you had the sore throat what did grandma make you gargle with warm salt water why because salt also is a healing thing and jesus talked about it and back you know what they did to babies back then when a baby was born and they're going to be wrapped in swaddling clothes, you know what they rubbed all over Jesus? Salt. Rubbed it all over that precious baby's delicate flesh, rubbed all that salt, and then wrapped them in the swaddling. Why? I don't know. And they didn't change the diapers because they didn't have diapers. They had swaddling clothes on them for the first, until they went to take them to be dedicated. I'm so glad that we have pampers and huggies. Amen. <laughs> but we're supposed to be salt. So we're supposed to be we're supposed to be going ahead bringing seasoning to the world as Christians. How do we do that? We tell people about Jesus. Amen. 
How do, we, how do we bring cleansing to somebody's life? By bringing them to know Jesus and he'll cleanse them. How do we bring healing to somebody's life? We bring them to Jesus so that they can accept him. And he cleanses, he cleans, and he heals their lives. And he preserves the person who accepts Jesus as their Savior to go to heaven. You're preserved for eternity. Isn't that cool? Verse 14 says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Do you know where the United States has a city on a hill? Do you know where the city on the hill is in the United States? <laughs> You're going to be surprised by this one because it's no longer a city on a hill, but when it was founded, the founder was a great Christian. And he wanted that city to be the city on the hill. It's Boston. <laughs> Boston is the city on a hill in the United States. And where that great Christian's home was, where he declared Boston to be, is now the airport. The airport where the terrorists took off and isn't that something? Part of our founding that we don't teach our kids. Just a little side note. You are the light of the world. The city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. I'll tell you that's the truth. When I drive to, when I used to be a kid, we'd go camping in Wisconsin and we're going home to Chicago and it'd be nighttime and you could see the light of Chicago from miles away. It just like a big dome of light in the sky. You couldn't hide the city. That's why during World War II, they made all the cities turn off their lights at night. <clears throat> Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. But you know what the sad thing has been since mid, for the last 20 years? Christians have hid their lights under a basket. You know what happens when you hide your light under a basket? A candle? It eventually goes out because it's robbed of oxygen. But that's not how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be a candle that's set up high. Supposed to be, we're supposed to be on that, that, can, that table out in the open to illuminate everything. It's not put under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Light is meant to illuminate. It dispels darkness. It is not meant to be hidden. So Jesus says, so let your light shine. Share the good news with someone that Jesus saves. Amen? <clears throat> and let the Holy Spirit help you help to be open to His leading. What do you mean by that? Let the Holy Spirit, listen to the Holy Spirit, and He'll lead you to who to talk to. Sometimes we just go willy-nilly. But if we'll just listen to the Holy Spirit's leading, He'll take us to the person who's ready to listen to us. 
right? I mean, there's nothing just... I, I, let me tell you something. Tom Rainer, who's a church growth expert guy, <clears throat> says usually when you go out to talk to people about Jesus, this is what happens. The first 5% of the people you're going to talk to are going to tell you no. Happens all the time because Satan will bring you people that are going to just say, no, I don't want to listen to you. <clears throat> he says if you just get past those, the Holy Spirit's going to open up all these people who wanted to hear from you. Because a lot of your friends, a lot of your relatives, a lot of people you know, they would like to know how to get to heaven, but they're afraid to ask. Isn't there something, maybe there's something in your life that you've always wondered about, but you don't want anybody to go, hot, you know, kind of be snicking or anything because they figure you know the answer. But you wish somebody would just tell you. It could be maybe how to make sugar cookies. Or maybe it's how to change oil in your own car. I wish somebody would just show me how to change my own oil so I don't have to pay somebody to do it. Right? It could be how in the world do you send an email? That's for those grandma. You know these grandma and grandpas are pretty savvy now. How, how do I do that on my phone that you do? You know? How in the world do you win that game and I've never been able to? But you don't want to just ask and you wish somebody would just show you and mentor you on it? Right? So you've got to get past those, that 5% that just want nothing to do with Jesus. And usually it's a very small number because you probably won't be talking to that too many that day anyway. The church has to return to its roots. Jesus is the only one who can heal our country. And let me say this, Jesus is the only one who can make our country great again. We've got to get back to our roots that Jesus saves. Jesus saves. That we know nothing but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Amen? And when we would do that, boy, the Holy Spirit will show up and demonstrate His power in our services and in our lives. And my word, you'll be, you'll be a blinking beacon for Jesus. Amen? Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank You and praise You for this time in Your Word. We thank You, Lord, that You have given us this blessed assurance, not just that You are ours, Jesus, but a blessed assurance that we are blessed and You want to bless us. You showed us nine different... You said nine times that we're blessed. And we're blessed for different reasons. And Lord, some of them have negative connotation, but You turn them into a joyful thing where we can be exceedingly glad. Oh Lord, we live in difficult times, but Lord Jesus, we thank You that You're the same, and Lord, You touch us and help us and get us through. We praise You, Jesus, and we thank You for the Holy Spirit. We glorify Your name. In Jesus' name, Amen. And amen. I am so glad that all of you have joined us at home um, or wherever you're at. I don't think you're on your boat yet. I did see a few boats going down the road. Uh, they were being towed. <laughs> I did see that somebody took 
a um, water ski and turned it into a motorcycle the other day. I saw that on Facebook and I thought, oh, <clears throat> that has to be weird seeing that going down the road. <clears throat> but <laughs> we're so glad that you joined us. You might be in your workshop or your craft room or you might be getting ready to go to bed tonight. We got one person who does that and that tune in and watch and uh, they say I put them right to sleep. <laughs> no, I did not say that. But um, we're so glad that you've joined us today, either live during the service or later on. And But if you haven't asked Jesus into your heart, don't put it off any longer. Just, just ask Jesus to come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. And just talk to him like you would talk to a friend. Thank him for dying on the cross for you. And thank him that he rose from the dead. If you just say a simple prayer like that and say, and say also, Lord, forgive me of all the, thing, the, the mess that I've made of my life. Just say that to him. He'll make everything right. And you'll come to know Jesus. And if you let us know, if you need a Bible and you can't afford one, we will get you one. Okay? Just let us know if you need a Bible and you can't afford one. We will happily get you a Bible. And uh, um, just let us know. Because I think everybody should have the Word of God. Of course, if you're watching on your smartphone... You can download a Bible right to your smartphone for free. And so there's a lot of apps for that. And so um, you can do that for free. If you don't know how, just send an email. Just go to our website. You see it over my head. Go to our website and put the email to the attention of, go, Corey, can you help me get my Bible loaded on my phone? She will give you step-by-step -step instructions how to do it, okay? She'll be happy to do it. Besides, she likes having things to do during the day besides the things I make her do. And so um, she would really be glad because she gets joy out of those kind of things, helping people with their technology. Uh, just on getting your Bible on there, she's not going to come to your house and fix your computer. Especially if you live, especially if you live in Canada. <clears throat> Because she can get there, but they won't let her back over the border. <clears throat> so, um, because we've been wanting our uncle to come and see us. And they won't let him across the border because they've closed the Canadian border. And so, um, praise the Lord. Anyway, God is good. All the time. All the time. Well, I love you folks. We will see you Thursday at 630 um, see the rest of you on th Thursday at 6. We'll see all you kids on Wednesday at huh? 6.30 for the kids. 6 o'clock live here at the church on Thursday, but 6.30 online. All right, God bless you, and have a great day.